Weekly Trusted Visions podcast. Stacy, we covered last week and, and this month we're covering really the M&A space for advisors because we've seen this really heat up over probably the last three, five years. Um, and as we continue to have an aging advisor base, you're seeing this more and more. So last week we kind of talked about, hey, before you even start to think you want to sell, what are some things to consider? And so I think that the best next step would be for this week, let's cover where do you start as an advisor that wants to sell their practice? Um, you know, I'm going to hand that question over to you because that's such a vague question, but I know you have expertise there. For our audience, where do they start when they decide, yes, I'm going to sell? This is interesting because I think it's um, no matter what your age, right, you should always be thinking of a succession plan in an emergency basis, right? You get hit by the bus or, you know, heaven forbid something were to happen. Uh, so I just want to put a quick plug for that. If you don't have an emergency plan in place, I highly recommend you do that either with, I mean, with anyone you know that you would trust or with your broker dealer itself. Most broker dealers should have that, although it may be at a lower multiple. So just be aware of that. Um, your ideal succession plan is, is not going to be that emergency plan. Um, but while you're putting together your ideal succession plan, uh, some things to be aware of as you start down that um start down that road. We talked last week a little bit about timing and that does factor into this, right? If you're at one year, five year, I think that always layers onto the immediacy of how fast you need to take action and start getting in front of this. But let's say you're a ways down the road, but you do want to start slowing down. Um, one of the things that I've seen more and more of and really done successfully with some of uh, these great enterprises in our, um, in our space is like a partial sale. So you could sell off like a 20% of your book, 40% of your book. You could keep it underneath that 50%. Or maybe you divide out your book, your ABC clients, and you start uh, selling off like tranches of your business. Maybe you want to stay in business for another eight or 10 years. Um, this allows you to get a little bit more time, right, for your family, for you to slow down, um, but not necessarily walk away from your really tight, close-knit clients or your um clients that maybe you just aren't quite ready to hand off. So that's a that's a good uh, thing to think about as far as there's so many options and ways to structure your, your timing um, as you work into this uh, arrangement. The second thing I wanted to cover was valuation. Uh, a lot of broker dealers will have internal assistance for this. Now, they may use a firm like Truelytics or, you know, there's there's plenty of them out there that help with the valuation of your book. Uh, there's advantages of going internally at your broker dealer. They should have all your reporting readily available to them. Uh, they should be able to see behind the scenes to the details that matter for that valuation. Uh, but they may also charge a fee for that service because it does take time. It isn't just a, a you know, um, it shouldn't be just a plug and play, right? They're, they're going to want to look at different factors, the number of clients, the age of your clients. Uh, there's some intangibles, right? How engaged are you with the entire book uh, versus maybe some older legacy clients that you, you don't necessarily see very often. So I think that's um, just be aware and ask the question of your broker dealer, are there internal resources for valuation? Now, the flip side of that, I've worked with advisors that um, want to keep that outside of their broker dealer. They feel like it's a, a little bit more trustworthy to be a third party. And so there's plenty of solutions for that too. I think, of course, well-known one, FP transitions, you could always use. Again, there's going to be a fee for that service, but with it being third party, that some, some offices feel better about that. 
All right. And then when you go to find that successor, I think you do it. You also need to take a deep dive of if you're, if you're going to keep internal within the broker dealer or if you're going to look outside of that. And that does open up some possibilities if you look outside of your broker dealer, even if it's, you know, if they have to transfer you to you, to you or you transfer to them, um, it, it opens up to the right fit. I know, Jeremy, you and I are talking with an office now that only wants someone if they are inside of the broker dealer. That's fine. It just limits who we can introduce to them um, in, in trying to find that good fit to them. All right, Jeremy, what are some good expectations or realistic expectations when you're actually structuring the deal? Let's get into the numbers a bit. Oh, the good old numbers. And so what I would say before I dive into the numbers, I'd really start and add on to your, Stacy, your point, Stacy, about timing is to our audience, the last thing you want to do is have to create a fire cell. Because, and we've run across this time and time again, somebody got into a regulatory issue or a health issue. The reality is if you don't have that timing set in place before that life event happens, don't expect the multiples that we're going to speak about here. So just wanted to add that on, but great question in terms of expectations. And we run across this all the time, Stacy. of, hey, I had someone reach out to me, told me they'd give me a six times multiple on my book. Audience, don't take offense to this. You're not going to get five, six, seven, eight times multiples on your practice. A lot of times people will tell you that to get you engaged, to get you from exploring other multiples and, and you know, go down the path. And then when you get to that 11th hour, then it's, oh, well, we didn't realize this was the age of your clients or we didn't realize that you had this many small accounts. The typical multiple in the industry, and this fluctuates somewhat, but the typical multiple in the industry is one and a half to three times. Now, there can be variances. We've seen it as high as three and a half, four times. The reality is, to answer your question, Stacey, it depends. And to our audience, it depends on several factors. Is how much money do you want down? Do you want 20, 25% down and the rest of it paid out over a three, five-year period? If so, you're going to get a higher multiple than somebody in our audience saying, I want 50, 60, 70% down and the rest of it paid over one to two years. That multiple is going to drastically decrease into that one and a half, two times range because that buyer is taking on the majority of the risk with the more money they put down and the quicker you want paid out. Do you owner finance? And so if you're selling your practice, are you financing it in-house where they're just making monthly payments to you plus whatever interest rate for a period of time versus them going to a live oak, which either one is fine, but the easier you make it for the buyer, the bigger multiple you're going to get from that perspective. And I've seen deals where an advisor got three and a half times multiple because they stretched it out over a 10-year buyout period. They took 25% down. They make equal monthly payments on the rest of the portion over the next 10 years that's owner financed. And that was a heavy commission-based book, but they were able to get three and a half times because it's much easier for the buyer to go through that process and pay out over a period of time. So I hate to not be able to answer a question or I hate to answer a question with a, with another question, but to our audience, it really depends on how you structure the deal. And that's where, like Stacy had said, your broker dealer can help with a lot of this. Not saying they're biased, but I have seen a lot of the broker dealers, their valuations come in lower than what's out there. Um, 
And so working with a team like Trusted Visions, as your client had told us, Stacey, hey, I really need an advisor to help with this you know, process of going down selling our book. And that's where we come in to really help with that. Um, and you know, the multiples can be all over the place. To the audience, again, I'll say anybody that's telling you they're giving you five, six times multiples, the reality is it's not going to happen. Um, if it does happen, something's disastrous going to happen to your legacy. Not not throwing you know <laughs> insult to injury, but that's just the reality. So I love this topic, Stacey. I look forward to continuing to cover it for the rest of the month. Contact info- information, Stace. Yes, you can reach me at 641-919-6722. And my email is stacy.martin at trustedvisions.com. And for me, info at trustedvisions.com, or you can call or text 480-430-5012. Audience, I hope you have a great week. Stacy. as always, I greatly appreciate you being on these and look forward to covering next week's.